This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, yo. Say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall, and I've got a scoop for you. And we all know there's a lot of podcasts out there, but I encourage you to check out this one. It's called Going In Raw. You heard it here first. Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live with the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. It's Come Tuesday. Happy Come Tuesday, everybody. Quick reminder, we've sort of been dancing around this a little bit, but now that 2K22 is full on a thing, Larson and I are going to be start figuring out when we're going to be doing mm-hmm. our big friendo draft. Uh, we figured out that we're going to be doing uh, just like WCW and Fun Wrestling, but they're going to be limited series, 10 episodes and a pay-per-view each, uh, probably starting with me because I have the game and it's a bit easier. Larson's going to wait until it's on a super sale, um, maybe. And uh, and so, yeah, we're going to be doing our Create a Wrestler series yes. over at Friendo Club TV. But we need your creations. If you have 2K22, I believe Community Creations is cross-platform, so it doesn't matter what you have it on. But there's one important caveat. You got to hashtag it Friendo. Well, also, you got to have a 2K account, right? To make it cross-platform. I think that's the case. I think you yes. need a 2K yeah, account. I believe so. Um, so make sure you hashtag it Friendo and then you link your 2K account to it. And then, uh, and then, yeah, it'll be eligible for the upcoming Friendo draft. It'll be happening sometime within the next couple of weeks, and we'll get a start on these uh, uh, 2K Creator Wrestler series. And then after my series, Larson's going to do his, and after that, we're going to bring back We Book WWE, uh, and uh, that should be a lot of fun. Probably fun. do a 10-episode 10, 10 series of that, too. So a lot of fun stuff with 2K22 coming up on the Friendo Club TV channel. Of course, me and the Enforcer did uh, the first part of my GM over there. We're doing that live on the Twitch every Monday night. Uh, but the, uh, the, the 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 edited versions of that go on the Friendo Club TV channel. So be sure to go and sub yes. to that channel. Uh, and uh, there you go. And there you have it. We're going to talk about Monday Night Raw and, and the huge, huge news about Veer finally coming, Larson. But first... Let's talk about this. We haven't seen the almighty Bobby Lashley on WWE TV since he entered what they refer to as concussion protocols. Uh, but that's kind of kayfabe. Uh, after leaving the Elimination Chamber bout back in early February, since then, reports have stated that Lashley was written off TV due to a shoulder injury and was expected to miss several months. Yesterday, Fightful Select reported that we might be seeing Lashley soon to take on Amos at WrestleMania. And I believe uh, the Wrestling Observer himself had something else to say about that. What did Dave Meltzer have to say? That is correct, Steve. This is what Dave had to say. Quote, Amos is doing the thing where he's asking for a singles match. That's kind of everybody's gimmick this year um, for WrestleMania, seemingly. Uh, Dave continues, he's going to have a singles match against somebody, but right now the guy is Lashley on the list. It could end up being somebody else if Lashley is not cleared. Apparently... Uh, that would say that Lashley is not undergoing shoulder surgery because if he was undergoing shoulder surgery or had surgery, he wouldn't be at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Amos is an interesting situation because we can do with him. You know, like he's this, uh, it, with, with any actual storyline logic, this guy would already be champion. <laughs> he has like if this was like yeah, like fifteen years ago. Probably it would have. It, he probably would be. To- that's totally true. Yeah. Um. And you know, if if this is taken to be like you know, 
this guy's just destroying everybody. What's to stop him from showing up and like, you know, during the middle of a Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar segment and, you know, peacocking him. And then he'd be under the ma- yeah. because he destroys everybody. But yeah. it's wrestling. He's not ready to be champion, obviously. Who knows if he'll ever be there? But he's got an attraction look to him. He does a couple of he does like what three moves maybe. Yeah. Um, I personally like him on the microphone. I think he's got a lot of camera charisma, and he seems fairly comfortable with the limited stuff they have him do on the mic. That being said. I, I don't really want him near a title scene or anything, but I guess a match like this is kind of a put up or shut up type moment for Amos at WrestleMania, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would think so too. Lashley, huge name, former champ. Um, you know, if we don't know the situation with Lashley's shoulder, if it's a situation where, you know, he's cleared from concussion protocol, returns for this match. And then they use this match to potentially write him off TV so he can go get shoulder surgery if necessary. But at the same time, if he was hurt enough that he couldn't compete uh, in the chamber match, you wouldn't think they'd bring him back if he weren't 100%, you know, or at least good enough to go. You yeah. know, and if, he, if, he's, if potentially he's back already, probably didn't have shoulder surgery then. If he didn't yeah. have shoulder surgery, again, you'd hope that he's healthy enough to at least do a five-minute match with the Moss because it ain't going to go long. Yeah, I mean, look, it, let me ask you this. Let's just assume that he's good to go, that he could come back and he could have a 15-minute bout, Okay. right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that Lashley's really the guy that you want having 15 minutes on your TV. I love Lashley, but he's a dominator, right? Like, yeah. he's he's a big, mean dude. He's a big, meaty guy. This match, no matter what Lashley's health status is, shouldn't be terribly long in that, like, It'll have few moves, but a lot of meandering about. Yeah. You know, a lot of selling. Yeah. A lot of like, you know, posing to the crowd and stuff. You, Feats of strength. You need huge shots, you know, like yeah. punches and kicks and stuff. People preening to the camera, like especially like if Lashley is the first one to to make a moss bump. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the deal, which is, you know. They've which is going to happen here. They yeah. set that up to be a deal. Like if this match happens, odds are is to get a moss a huge win. And yeah. if Amos is going to win the match, then you at least got to have Lashley uh, make Amos bump for the first time, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Give him that at least. Let me ask you this, because this bugs the crap out of me. I know you're fine with it, but I'm going to task you with getting outside your comfort zone a little bit, all right? The boss upstairs, Larson, doesn't like, and I know you're in charge of dressing Amos for his matches. Oh, yeah. He wears slacks and a and a, and a, a, a undershirt. Yeah. Right? Boss wants a little bit more razzle-dazzle, wants him to look like a pro wrestler. What do you do without making him look like an idiot? That's tough. Kind of, yeah. I mean, he's got his he's got his gear, and I'm used to it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the slacks look never really bothered me. I can't stand it. But you know me. I like... But you if know, you put him, if you put him in, like... You can't put them in trunks now. You can't. You can't even put them in 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 tights and pants. It would just be too far of a departure. That's too pedestrian. I'd give you know I what I do. I I do the Malachi uh, combat uh, uh, shorts, like the, right. the the kickboxing shorts. Okay, I do that. Some I don't know what's his what is his move set? He just throws people around, right? Yeah, I mean he hits he hits that spin kick sometimes, and he has a back elbow, and then a bunch of power moves. Yeah, that's pretty. Much yeah. It. That's why. I, I that's get, why. That's why the the tank top in the in the in the slacks don't bother me. I I never. I don't like when Corbin wrestles in in his because I'm like, there's a time and place, man. You're just gonna get all sweaty in your normal clothes, and then you got to put on different normal clothes. I tape up his wrist like it's a bare knuckle fight. I think he does that already. Does he? Okay, cool. And then I'd I'd have him lose the shirt, you know, show off that meat, and okay. then give yeah, him some give that, him yeah. some like boxing trunks, you know, just make him look like a bare knuckle. Man, I saw a video on Twitter the other day of like the finish to a bare knuckle fight. Oh yeah, how were those even legal? Yeah, these guys were bloody. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> no, I I can, I can get on board with the like the kickboxer shorts that's what i'm thinking if we do if we do we book raw maybe i'll put it maybe maybe i mean I, like i said you have you you had me right i don't mind what he's wearing now yeah because yeah. i don't think a, a a guy of his stature these days putting them out there and like i don't know like a singlet trunks mm-hmm. tights 
I don't know. It just kind of makes him look more pedestrian. When you want him yeah. to be an attraction, you want to separate him from everybody else who's wearing trunks or tights or singlets and stuff. Andre wore a singlet. He was in a, He was the ultimate attraction. Yeah, I know. That was also 40 years ago. Yeah, man. What's old is new. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, yeah. I don't know. Do you like this? Do you like this for a match for him? He's going to, Amos is going to win this. Right? Yeah, I mean, this is all for Amos to get a, 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 a huge win to kind of kickstart whatever he's going to do next. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if they're going to start doing something serious with Amos, that it's kind of necessary he gets a huge win at Mania at the same time. I don't really want to be Lashley. Like, I don't feel yeah. like Lashley should be really losing to many people. And if he's going to lose people, it's got to be, you know, certified top of the card wrestlers. You know what ideally it would have been, and I know that they're on different brands. It'd have been a Moss versus Corbin. Mm-hmm. You just you you put the 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 one guy who you really just they're it's it's crap, and then the other guy who's like I don't know, it's like whatever he needs a big win, I guess. Yeah, and no, that makes he, all the sense in the yeah, world. Yeah, it's sort of it's the bathroom. It'd be the bathroom break match, yeah. but then it'd also be short. You know. But, that, and, but like uh, Corbin could eat a, a two-minute loss, a squash loss. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. At the end yeah. of the day, not, very, not a whole lot of people care about the, the fortunes of Baron Corbin. Yeah, true. I think we're, we're a couple of the few that do. But at the same time, if he took a, a, a two-minute squash loss to Moss, be like, all right, well, that makes sense. I think Corbin has been like the worst beneficiary of sports entertainment. He's like the most sports entertainment. It's like even more sports entertainment than The Miz. Yeah. But I think that Corbin has a really cool move set. He's a fun. He's a fun wrestler when he's actually given a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Um, he can do fun character work. He can do really good character he's work. Just yeah, definitely given crap. To work he's with. just. He's always. Yeah, he's always given crap. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team. You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Um, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Probably, look, there, there was plenty to appreciate. I feel like there was plenty to appreciate about Raw. We had a killer main event. Mm-hmm. Um even the finish I was okay with yeah, because that it seemed, made total sense. It, it made total sense. And it seemed clear that AJ was probably about to get that win anyway. So it doesn't really matter if Edge, you know, uh, gimmicks it to save Seth a little bit. Yeah. Um, save face a little bit. And also, you know, let uh, Edge, I'm sure, didn't want to lose the power of who he's going to face at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, from yeah, his yeah. mountain of omnipotence. He makes these decisions, not Seth, not AJ, certainly not Adam Pierce or Sonya Deville. Edge Blue Edge's decides, thing is about having the code to be in control. It's about power, man. Power. Exactly. And exactly. he's going to wield his power, and he's going to decide who he faces at WrestleMania. But in the course of this story with Seth last night, where he's essentially trying to, what he did last week with Kevin Owens, do to other people. He's trying to find ways to take matches from other people at WrestleMania. This time he set his sights on AJ Styles. And the process of which, uh, he comes out to the ring, and, and the crowd starts chanting, Cody. Cody, mm-hmm. Cody, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, rumors, I'm paraphrasing, rumors may be fun, but they don't make WrestleMania moments. Yeah. Acknowledging. Acknowledging. The rumors about him mm-hmm. taking on Cody at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Of course, this is just the latest in a long string of references to Cody that has been going on WTV for the last, I don't know, three weeks. Yeah, there, there's, I mean, there's obviously, there's clearly a difference here in that the character is acknowledging i feel like all the other ones were like i don't know how you would put it uh happened like a a fun happenstance within the fictional universe that people are not doing on purpose the writers obviously are but the characters aren't (laughs) you know like that weird sort of writer thing um but this is actually a character responding to the name cody yes (laughs) acknowledging the reports that exist outside of the universe they're living in what larson we've got two weeks left till wrestlemania we are going to ring this Cody shit to every little ounce I mean, we, we can. We have for more than <laughs> I a might month. do. So like in the thumbnail, I know we're going to keep doing it. The thumbnail, I'm going to have like Seth, you know, it's going to be acknowledges Cody. I might have like a, a specter Cody hovering. Oh, that's good. Like a, like a, a force ghost Cody. Yeah, exactly. That'd be good. I yeah. uh, will see. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, 
I mean, look. Well, how, about, how, about, how about you have Seth in the foreground and like Cody in all his various guises behind him? <laughs> You'd have Seth Star, haunted Stardust. You could have yeah. dashing Cody Rhodes. You could have the American yeah. Nightmare. You could have that one time he came back with to AEW with the with the dark hair. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, the, the reference to Superman Returns. He said, um, yeah. you know. I don't know. That's good. I like that. No, that's all. We, the the Wrestle Kingdom Cody, where he has one tiny bullet lo- bullet club logo. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I was, you know, I was even half expecting at the end of the show last night when Seth was throwing his tantrum after 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 losing via DQ because um, there was time left after he got on the the announce table said this is BS. Um, uh, uh, next week Raw doesn't happen unless I get my Mania moment. And you hear there's more than one royal family in professional wrestling. Cody comes out just for a moment. And you just have that moment where he's looking at Seth. Seth's looking at him. And then you go off air then, you know? Ooh, we got to go. Robin Hood's on next. Yeah, you know? cliffhanger like that. Yeah, and then go to go to uh, uh, social media to find out what happened after. Probably. Because so, here's the thing now. Like, I, Adam Pierce said to Seth, this is your last chance to get on the mm-hmm. media card. And I know Seth says, essentially, I'm going to make sure I'm going to grind raw to a halt next week Mm -hmm. unless i get what i want give me what Mm -hmm. i want yeah so i guess they have a week to 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 find out motivation to give seth some time at wrestlemania but i'm still wondering how they're gonna get there well let's say they don't have avenues they do obviously but well there's there's precedence for uh, for for somebody literally taking a show hostage and getting what they want, yeah, yeah, uh, that's happened before. Yeah, Daniel Bryan did that. Daniel Bryan did that uh, ages ago. It's how uh, Mankind got his title shot, the '91. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he like threatened to kill Shane or something in the middle of the ring yeah, or a yeah. ref or something. I forget what it was. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, he could, you know, if that's what he's claiming to do, I'm going to make sure the show does not happen yeah. unless I get what I want. And then he does that and he makes sure the show doesn't happen. Um, he goes in the production truck and, you know, they start airing Pacific Blue or something instead. Ooh, that'd be fun. A special presentation from Seth freaking Rollins, Pacific you, you Blue. Get, you get three hours of, of Pacific Blue with uh, a, a rerun of Silk Stockings afterwards. <laughs> Do we get the episode where Shawn Michaels is looking through the course, binoculars? Yeah, you get that for three <laughs> hours. Puts the sunglasses on. Um, <laughs> remember that time we had the Mandela effect of like one of us thought it was binoculars and the other one thought it was sunglasses. Yeah, it, out. it was both. It was both. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you know, or they can come to him and say, "Hey, we have your opponent for WrestleMania. You know, we've heard you loud and clear. You've put on two killer matches, or last week." wasn't you know we wanted to give you a fair shot and edge clearly ruined your fair shot we have found you an opponent for wrestlemania find out who while the crowd is blaring cody cody find out who he is at wrestlemania and you have your big wrestlemania yeah i know that's 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 probably how they're going to do it something like that hey i mean the the, that edge finish totally the fact that we got a full raw preview means they know where they're going for these next couple episodes of you would hope of of tv you would hope um yeah i mean yeah they totally could totally change it and everything but i feel like and i feel like it's kind of i don't know i wasn't it like one of the last couple years like literally the week before wrestlemania we were like what are half the matches gonna be i feel like at least this year we under we know like what the majority of these matches. Yeah, yeah, are they've, be, they've so all been good. made announcements and, and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, apparently except for for Amos's match. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond Cody Rhodes acknowledging the existence of Co- I'm sorry, Seth Rollins acknowledging the existence of Cody Rhodes rumors. Cody Rhodes rumors. We have a firm date on when Veer will come. Yes, Larson. Yes, Raw after Mania, April. he's coming. Yeah, Raw after Mania. Yeah. That makes it already one of the most impactful Raws after Mania in quite some time, maybe even ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I they certainly have built up a, a good amount of anticipation for Veer's coming uh, to Raw, and I'm happy they announced it. Uh, hopefully this is another Emelina situation where, where he shows up and then they're like, okay, we're not going to do whatever we're going to do, and then back to the drawing board. I don't think it is. But that just that'd be lame because – Everything I've seen of Veer prior to him get, getting drafted to Raw, uh, uh, I was I, I was I was really into. I think the dude's got ton of upside. Uh, granted, small sample size based on what we saw before, 
I, I, I want to check out his uh, his main event matches he's been having, um, and hopefully they got something in, in plan for something planned for him, and give him a decent push because again I think yeah. the dude's got a lot of upside. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I you know the Emelina thing I like to think was. I mean, we can look back at all the long, you know, uh, vignettes that were running in advance of wrestlers' debuts. Emelina was kind of a unique situation because seemingly she just wasn't panning out when it came to that specific character mm-hmm. in in sort of practice runs. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to do this." She didn't want to do it, and they didn't want to do it, and nobody wanted to do it. So they just made a gag out of it. Um, you know, he's been he's been tweeting a little bit lately, and that sort of worry because if you tweet wrong. Uh, you'll end up like uh, Brodus Clay Mm -hmm. in which you're given just a straight-up comedy gimmick. So maybe that is like a possibility. But, I, God, I hope not. I I hope that we're over that kind of shit. You know, it's just – it's stupid. You've been building up anticipation. Um, Nobody wants to see this as a gag. No, do something impactful. The guy has a great look. He has an awesome voice because you can hear it in these vignettes. Um, Again, like you said, I want to check out some of those main event matches just to see what he brings to the table in the ring. Um, and, uh, and hopefully, you know, they give him everything he needs to succeed. And that's what WWE really needs to do more of, of giving people breathing room to succeed and opportunities, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then seeing if they, they can run with it. Another guy who's going to get an opportunity pretty soon, Gable Steveson. They mentioned him of course, last night, back to back NCAA, uh, uh, championships in wrestling, put his boots down on the mat to, to symbolize his retirement on his way to the WWE. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Raw After Mania is too soon for him or if they're going to build him up with some more vignettes. I mean, he's already said he's going to be at Mania. That's true. Yeah, yeah. he did say that. I would not be surprised if in some some capacity he's involved in some physicality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know, again, what capacity, but I would not be shocked if that were to happen. What do you think the best way to debut Gable Steveson would be would you give him like you know a little bit of personality would you just put him out there with a mic and see if he can do something or give him something to chew on what would you do well you got to give him something to chew on otherwise if you just put him out there with a mic in his hand mm-hmm. you got to give him something like a character something he could he, he uh, that, that he has so he knows his motivation for what he does mm-hmm. you know uh without that especially with not a whole lot of experience there's nothing for him to fall back on would you try a kurt angle approach where you give him uh, the arrogance thing I don't know because I don't know what he has to work with from a character personality perspective. The Brock Lesnar thing where he's just a wrecking machine? I mean, I think I think if if they have any concerns about his ability to cut a promo, then yeah, you 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 pair him with somebody that can handle uh, a lot of the the promo work early on and just have him go out there and and beat people up. Mm-hmm. You know, and then maybe in the process of working with that individual doing the promos, he can learn Mm-hmm. You know, and then as time goes, he can start handling more of that load until, you know, maybe at a certain point we get a, a, a good back and forth between, you know, manager and and himself. But again, I, without him, without knowing what he can he has to offer in that capacity, it's hard to tell. Uh, Jonathan here in our chat has a good idea. Gable Stevenson will be another Seamus drinking buddy. They, you know, they, someone else you know, they've these known guys... since the, their pub days. Yes. <laughs> since the pub days of yore. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't want him to be anything gimmicky, like, you know, uh nothing goofy. Obviously. You know, I've seen some people chat uh, or mention put him in Alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. See, that's somebody here mentioned in chat, put yeah. him with Chad Gable. Uh, look, I like Alpha Academy a lot, but I feel like in in a similar respect, you have a, they have an opportunity here. They have an opportunity here to to potentially have sort of a mix of Brock and and Kurt Angle. I think that the, you know if done right, yeah, and and he connects with the crowd on that level, you know that's what you you should aim for. And if it fails, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but aim aim high. Yeah, totally. You know, shoot for the moon. Totally. You know, and then go from there. Um, <laughs> Cable Family Office. There you go. Steveson, Steveson family office. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, th- I, I think you put him, you, you have him show up in uh, some street clothes, some like, you know, nice uh, attire and uh, with some cool sunglasses on some, uh, some blenders. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then boom, you know, 
have them talk some shit or something. I don't yeah. know. And then, and then lay some people out. Mm-hmm. Lace, yeah. That, honestly, you want to do something, just do something cool like that. Have them fuck some people up. Yeah. That's the coolest thing you could do is just have them fuck people up. Especially if he's got like good offense, interesting offense. Mm-hmm. You know, find some way to kind of marry his amateur background with pro wrestling stuff in an interesting manner. Yeah. Put him in. Here's the thing. Here, who's the biggest face that WWE has right now? On Raw. Who's like a, somebody everybody loves? Like everybody loves Finn. AJ. AJ. Right now it's AJ. AJ. People love AJ. Yeah, people love AJ. How about this? Raw after Mania, AJ's, uh, I'm sorry, Gable's, uh, Gable uh, Stevenson's in the crowd, right? He's like, oh, he's scouting what's going on. He's got his entourage with him. Uh, Edge, fresh off a win or loss or whatever is going to happen at WrestleMania, is pissed off, so maybe he lost at Mania. And he's and he finds a way to sneak attack AJ, and he's brutalizing him. Gable Stevenson hops the uh, the barricade, gets in there, and uh, and saves AJ. You set up Edge versus Gable Stevenson for his first thing. Mm-hmm. Blue Edge versus Gable Stevenson. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. That's a, that's a big opponent for that Gable is a major Stevenson. opponent. That's pretty huge. Your first yeah. feud against a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's pretty massive. Yeah, it could work. It's pretty that massive. Anyway, give him something big to chew on, man. Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess we can get into it. Show starts off with Stone Cold music. Glass breaks. Da 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 da. Of course, the Chicago crowd. Sadly, it's not the disturbed version. I know you're really into that. I'm sorry, Steve. It wasn't that one. It probably disappointed you. But I doubt we're going to hear that during Stone Cold's I was not happy about that. I like my disturbed theme song, Glass Breaks. Yeah. So the crowd understandably goes crazy in Chicago. Then out comes Kevin Owens. He's got a bald cap on. That sucked. He had an Austin 316 shirt on, the jorts, the knee braces, the boots. And he comes out and he grabs a cuts a promo as Stone Cold. But he yeah. didn't even bother trying to do like a Stone Cold impression. He had kind of like some inflection. Uh, maybe. At, but it just during the catchphrases, but that was it. Yeah, yeah, that, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, so he comes out and says, uh, Chicago, if you're ready to see me, do I open a can of whoop-ass on Kevin Owens at Mania, give me a hell yeah. And then he just starts wadding. What? <laughs> he starts what? wadding the crowd. What? What? <laughs> that was pretty great. He says, yeah. uh, I've heard all the things that Kevin Owens has said about my home state of Texas, but let's be honest, they're all true. So when Kevin Owens invited me to be his guest on the KO show, uh, you saw the horrible video I made. I drove out to the middle of nowhere and pretended to be a badass, uh, and I didn't know what I was going to do. So I just did what I always did, and that was run my mealy mouth and accept Kevin Owens' uh, invite without thinking. At this stage of my life, the lights are on, but is anybody at home? Eh, 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 eh. He said... He said, I got out in front of my stupid little golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> he says, now here we are. I'm going to Mania to the Kevin Owens show. And crowd starts chanting, we want Austin. And Kevin Owens calls them all stupid sons of bitches. And then Stone Cold's music hits again. And Owens did a great job of selling this. Mm, like yeah, he was he a did. deep shit. Oh, man. And then he just starts laughing oh, at them because great. they bought it, it again. And he says, he says, what do they say? Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on uh, yeah! Fool, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, still shame on you because you bought it. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, and he says, uh, calls the crowd a bunch of idiots for falling for it, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. So now the only thing left to do is drink some beer and get some liquid courage before Kevin Owens gives me the ass beating of a lifetime. So he asks for some beer, and he's not catching a single one of them. No man, he's they're hitting him right in his paws, yeah. and he's just dropping them all. <laughs> So he yeah, tells so, yeah. he tells production Chuck, Chuck stop the music, and he says, "Hey, stagehand, where'd you learn how to throw beer? Because you suck. Come in the ring and hand me the beer." And so he hands him one of Stone Cold's what American Loggers. I love it too because the stagehand does a good job because clearly it's an indie wrestler, yeah. but he does a really piss poor job actually just getting into the ring. And he says, "That's a weird way to get in the ring, but whatever, come here." Yeah. Um, and so he hands the beer. Kevin Owens says, uh, "Good job. Now get out of the ring." Before he can get out of the ring, he grabs by the shoulder, turns around, bang, stunner, mm-hmm. cracks open a couple of beers, cheers him, pours him over the stage uh, hand's head. Stagehand did a decent uh, impersonation of a Scott Hall stunner mm-hmm. uh, sell. He went up high and then just flat back, no bounce after that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Seth Rollins interview, asked what is his state of mind knowing he's not going to go to Mania. He laughs, and then he says, I'm going to borrow this, and he grabs the microphone, and he walks out. And then we had Ray and Dom Mysterio versus the Dirty Dogs, including, of course, NXT champion 
Dolph Ziggler, mm-hmm. who's going to be on NXT 2.0 tonight. Probably. Yeah, Bob Root's taking on uh, Braun Breaker tonight. Yeah! Get Bob yeah. Root! Yeah! 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 So anyways, uh, this match is happening. Uh, Ray and Dom said Dirty Dog's out of the ring him with suicide dives, and Seth Rollins comes out. And he says, this show doesn't move a second till the word he- world hears what I have to say. I want a mania spot, and I'm going to get it. And uh, I don't want just any spot. I want a spot on mania that's going to live forever. And his mic starts cutting out. He starts doing the thing where he's hitting the mic. And he says, I came for Austin last week, but this week I want. His mic cuts out again. He's banging on it. Raw rolls on. Come mm-hmm. back. Mash just resumes. Um, in the end, uh, uh, Dom hits Bob Rude with a 619 frog splash to get the win. As soon as the bat match is over, Dolph super kicks Dom. And then Ray chases after him to on the floor. Miz, who was sitting on commentary, pushes Ray into the apron and then hits the skull-crushing finale on the floor and then rips off his mask. Ooh, yeah, that was gnarly. Uh, before we see more of what he does with that mask and his intentions, we have Seth Rollins backstage talking to Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville. He says, I get it, you guys want to silence me, but I want the biggest spotlight at WrestleMania. Doesn't matter, main event, night one or night two, give it to me. And Pierce says, you know, disrupting the show is not going to get you what you want. And Seth says, fine, what is? Relying on you, a couple of knuckleheads. Is that what is that what it's going to get me what I want? Sonya says, we get it. But listen, we gave you a chance last week and you failed. Pierce says, uh, look, let us just look at it and maybe there's something we can do. Seth says, oh, there's something you could do. Okay. And he starts laughing and he walks off. Yeah. Uh, then we got Miz backstage on the phone. He's talking to Maurice about how Ray's mask came off easier than he thought. Kevin Patrick walks up for an interview and he asks Miz, why'd you take Ray's mask? And Miz says, Logan Paul was a huge Ray fan as a kid. All that he wanted was a mask just like Ray. But as the saying goes, never meet your heroes. Now that Logan knows what kind of jerk Ray is, he knows that Dom is even worse and that the Mysterios have gone out of the way to try to humiliate him. He didn't just try to humiliate him. He did humiliate the Mysterios tonight. And he looks at camera and tells Logan, uh, this mask is all yours and I dare you to wear it next week on Raw. I did not expect there to be a Shakespearean reference here with The Miz. Doing some Hamlet, yep. That was very clever. Yeah. To humiliate or not to humiliate. To humiliate. I thought, you know, every once in a while Miz just nails it. And this is this is such a small thing, but he fucking nailed this little bit right here. I was yeah, like, God damn, solid. Miz is really good right he here. He can be. He can be really good. <clears throat> he no, he can be. He absolutely can be. Uh after that we had a Moss versus Apollo Cruz and Commander Aziz. Uh he he gets to pin them both here yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Gets a big head kick on Aziz and he hits Cruz with the uh, with choke bomb. Gets that win there, grabs the mic. Oh, says, he it stacks him. He stacks him. Oh yeah, he yeah, Thank you. He stacks. Even him. though even though Cruz and Aziz attacked him before the bell. Yeah, yeah, pretty dominant here. Uh, he says it doesn't matter how big they are. They are doesn't matter how many of them there are. I am unstoppable. Anybody who has the balls to step up to me, whether it's on Raw or at Mania, they're going to be dominated. Which was one guy who uses the Dominator. Yeah, that's Bob Lashley. Uh, that used to be his finisher. Uh, then we got AJ Styles. He comes to the ring. He says, for the past two weeks, I've been at home nursing an injury with nothing but time on my hands. And if you have enough of that, time can be a dangerous thing. He says, I must have watched the clip of what Edge did to me over and over to the point where I thought I was going crazy. Didn't want to be around anybody. Anybody. Didn't want to be around his family. He just wanted to be alone. And lo and behold, who pops on the TV but Edge with his mood lighting and spewing out nonsense as to why. But the truth is, AJ says, I don't care. I'm not here to ask why. I'm not here to get answers. I'm here to kick Edge's teeth down his throat. Edge, you won the pit bull. You got him. But let's not wait till Mania. Be a man and come out. So there's no Edge. No Blue Edge. No Blue Edge. AJ says, coward. Instead, Seth Rollins makes his way in the mm-hmm. ring. Crowd's chanting Cody. This is where Edge says, or Seth says, rumors are a lot of fun, but rumors don't make moments. And I'm living for my mania moment. And AJ tells Seth, cut the crap. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Seth says, I'm out here because I'm concerned about your health and safety. Are you physically or emotionally (laughs) capable of fighting Edge at WrestleMania after what Edge did to you? So I got a proposition for you. Go home to your family, get back to 100%, and come back after mania and let me do what I should have done inside Hell in a Cell and Edge's career once and for all. Because that's a moment befitting Seth Rollins. Think about it. 
Is Seth is so good. And I'll be honest, one of the reasons why Raw was decent last night is there was a lot of Seth Rollins. Yeah. And he is so fucking good these days. He is. He is. He is so damn good. He, remember that time when he was a baby face? He didn't know who he was. Oh man, he needs he needs something. He knows he this something. character inside and out. Yeah. When he when he nails it, he nails it. When yeah. he knows what he's doing, yep. he is better than maybe anybody. Yeah, he's, he's doing so damn phenomenal good. work right now. So AJ says, uh, as long as I'm able to walk, I'll be at WrestleMania to face Edge. And Seth goes, oh. So let's say for some unfortunate reason, as you long get, as you're able to walk, yeah, you get taken <laughs> out, then I can have your mania spot. And AJ says, oh, I see what you're doing. You're doing to me what you did to Kevin Owens last week. And Seth says, that sounds like a good idea to me. I'm running out of options, man. That's what desperation really kicks in, his voice. So yeah. AJ says yeah. to Seth, you come out here dressed like an idiot. Uh, you think I'm going to get my mini opportunity. Um, I'm going to do what you you couldn't do, Seth. I'm going to destroy Edge, and I'll get back to you after WrestleMania. And so they're yeah. inter- interrupted by Pierce and DeVille. These two in kayfabe are the worst general they're managers, terrible. man. They're terrible. so bad. Terrible. You have a potential dream match on the Mania card. You're willing to risk that to give us – Edge versus Seth for the 10th time in the last year. Two weeks in a row they've done this. I know. They're terrible Kevin, at the job. Stone Cold is calling out Kevin Owens, not Seth Rollins. Yep. What would Stone Cold care about Seth Rollins? Wouldn't care. I'll tell you that much. Wouldn't care. So Pierce says Seth has been waiting to get a chance to earn that Mania moment. So if he can defeat AJ tonight, he will replace him at WrestleMania. Doesn't make a lick of sense. Doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, look, it gives us a killer main event, and that's awesome. But in terms of, like, logic... These two are terrible at their jobs. They really are. I mean, the amount of time and money that WWE has already spent on promoting right? these matches that have been yeah. booked. Yeah. And then just on a whim, yeah, they're going to throw sense. that away. Makes no sense. No sense. So Carmella's backstage on her phone. Uh, look, this is basically, the bottom line is this. Lena Vega's upset because Carmella's spending more time focused on her reality show and, and her, her phone, wedding. Yeah. And her wedding than their tag titles. She needs to get her shit together. They're not happy about it. They fight, uh, and the producers come in to break it up. Yeah. Uh, so then AJ storms into Adam Pierce, Sonya's office. He's like, what are you doing? You're risking my mania match because Seth is out there crying. Uh, it says, Adam Pierce, you suck at your job. He turns to Sonya and says, and I haven't heard good things about you either. <laughs> he says, that's fine. I'll go out and do it myself. I'll beat Seth, and I'll get my WrestleMania moment. Yeah. After that, we had Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Of course, they're all going to be participating in that big fatal four-way at Mania for mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. tag titles. Uh, Mella comes to ringside. She's complaining to Corey about what Zelina did. Uh, we get the the match uh, heart attack for Natalia and Shayna on who is probably Liv, right? Yeah, yeah Liv yeah. for the win. Uh, Zelina hits the ring, blasts Rhea with her scepter. Mella pushes Shayna into the apron. Rams Natty into the ring steps, gets a super kick on Shayna, gets in the ring. Uh, both of them do, Mella and Zelina. They sort of look at each other, and the crowd's like, oh, fight, fight, fight. And they just start smiling, and they they hug, and they hold their titles up. So a little bit of subterfuge this week. Yeah. Or maybe it's a situation where they were at odds, and then they realize, oh, when we're in here in the ring mm-hmm. together, we still work. Mm-hmm. That could be as well, yeah. You know, so know. hey, let's, let's, let's carry on. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, then we got a Becky Lynch promo. This was really good. Um, she says, there's a question I ask myself a lot. What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? It says, first, got to ask yourself what it means to gain the world. And a lot of different people will have a lot of different answers. But she says, the answer that I found, uh, uh, I found it eight months ago when I first faced Bianca at SummerSlam. She says, but I'll get back to that. But it was 15 long months that she went without holding the Raw Wins title. And it's not because anyone was able to beat her uh, for nearly three years. It says, every day that went by, it grew more painful and agonizing. And when it came time, she knew she'd do whatever uh, it took to get it back. She called it her precious. Her precious. Um, says, so what does it profit a man? It profits him this. The only thing that matters inside and outside these ropes, this being the title, it is everything I am. And I, and, and I, and she is power. And I am power. I am glory. Uh, oh, sorry. The title is, I think. No, she is. She says, I am power, I am glory, and I am the prize at the top of the mountain. My apologies. Sometimes I can't even understand my own notes. She says, this is my world. And when I came back, all the fans chose Bianca over me. And that's when I knew that I would sell my soul to keep the title. She says, Bianca, 
you don't have what it takes to beat me. You could use your hair. You could scar my body. You can crush my throat, but I'll crush yours worse. And she says, Bianca, you didn't mean to damage my throat, but I meant to injure you. And says last week, uh, she said that this week that I was coming for your hair, Bianca, but you're not here. Maybe that's because I put you in the hospital. Or maybe because you know that if uh, I take the thing that means the most to you, your hair, your, your identity, that you'll lose a piece of your soul. And she says, Bianca, you don't want to lose your soul. I've already sold mine, and I'd do it every day of the week and twice on Monday if it keeps if it means keeping the title on my shoulder. So, Bianca, what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? I'll show you, and I'll show the rest of the world at WrestleMania if you make it. Yep. Solid stuff. Yeah, it was okay. I don't know. I, I just don't know if I, like, I don't know. The, trying, to, trying to get people to boo Becky has been a task. It has been. It's been an uphill and battle, that's for sure. I think the... Uh, I think the effort put into this was really good. Yeah. It was really solid. Um, it was a bit long. It was a bit wordy. And I just, it, it, it's the, the meat of it. The meat of the feud has been fans don't want to boo Becky. Yeah, I know. That's they a don't. problem. That is a problem. And I feel like in this case, like words matter a lot less than actions. Yeah, I know. There, um, there, there's been, I know part of it is because Becky was actually injured, but there has been. Uh, not a whole lot of action right now. Like last week was effective because yeah. it was Bianca getting like yeah. lit up, right? Yeah. Um. But uh. But you know, Becky looks like that. That freaking outfit she was wearing. You oh. know, she looks really cool. Yeah, she does. Um. But uh. But yeah, I, this is look. This is going to be a really good match, mm-hmm. and it's going to be an awesome moment for Bianca. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's sort of what matters here. Uh, the, look, it, as long as they're not doing a, a tug of war for the title like they did with yeah, uh, no. Lesnar and Brock five years ago. Yeah. No. It's all good. Uh, after that, we had an Austin Theory interview. He says uh, he's asked about McAfee. He says, I don't care if McAfee's apology was sincere or not. He's a dumb jock. He says, but he finally did something smart. He apologized and didn't lose his job. He says, sure, Pat had a great NFL career, but he's got no business stepping in the ring with me. He says, better be careful because I'm going to beat Pat in Mania. But when it comes to my mentor, Mr. McMahon, uh, if uh, he goes to talk to him, uh, he says, if I, ha- if I go talk to him, Pat might not have a job as a commentator anymore. He's asked how he's prepared for his match tonight. He's like, man, I've got so many selfies of Finn on my phone. I'm running out of storage, but I'm going to make an exception tonight. Just got enough space for one more selfie with Finn uh, and my road to WrestleMania. And then we get that Veer is coming April 4th. Yeah, get excited. Get hyped. Yeah, very excited. Uh, so then we had Austin Theory versus Finn Balor. Pat McAfee comes out uh, to join the commentary team. And this entire bout, it's Pat being really excitable about wrestling at WrestleMania talking crap about Austin Theory and doing everything he can to cost Austin Theory this match short of, like, touching him. This was hilarious. It was pretty funny because he'd go and get on the apron, interfere, start slamming on the apron, and then when <laughs> yeah. Theory would turn around, he'd talk some crap, run back to commentary, and start doing that again, and he'd talk crap to Corey, and Corey would talk crap back to him. Corey's like, I don't want you to get fired. I can't do double duty anymore. Does anybody have a worse crotch chop than Pat McAfee? It was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than when Xbox used to I do know, it. I know. It was like it was like part DX, part gorilla, because his arms are up here and he's doing this crotch chop. But it was absolutely hilarious. It was funny. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like this quite a bit, and 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 him really getting under Austin Theory's skin mm-hmm. was uh, was a lot of fun. And sure enough, Finn ends up getting uh, Austin Theory with the roll up to get the win here. I mean, it took a lot of distracting, it took a ton of distractions. A yeah, ton. yeah, but it got the job done. Finn uh, gets that win over Austin Theory. No selfie for Austin Theory. Nope. Uh, then we got RK Bro versus Alpha Academy. Academy before the match, Gable had a promo uh, and just kind of says what you did last week, RK Bro, uh, uh, not giving us our immediate rematch was uh, was wrong. We got retribution for that. Um, and they really screwed things up, making it a triple threat. Now their odds of winning drastic go down. Nonetheless, we will prevail. Uh, but RK-Bro, they get the win here. Uh, mm-hmm. Riddle hits Gable with a running knee, a bro Derek to get the win. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as the match is over, uh, Otis lays them both out. He's looking for a Vader bomb. Street Profits run in. They push him over the top rope hit Gable with a wheelbarrow DDT. Then they help Riddle up. Mm-hmm. But then Dawkins hits him with a spine buster. Yeah. Ford follows with a frog splash. I like this. I like this from the Street Profits. They had some cool looking like 
uh, Bulls inspired Bulls gear on. Yeah, yeah, basketball jerseys. I know cool. this is kind. Of, this is kind of what I'm looking for here, man. Yeah, I like that moment where they help riddle up and they think that they're bros. And nope, nope. Spinebuster splash. That was good. It was good. Uh, we got a segment from Reggie and Dana from last week uh, involving they're about to kiss. Tazawa shows up. It's just more of the same kind of madcap stuff. Tamina's there. Exactly. They get away. Then we had an actual match, uh, Dana Brooke and Reggie versus Akira Tazawa and Tamina. We had a promo where uh, Tamina says, yeah, I have some feelings for you too, Tazawa. She says, uh, but I want that 24-7 title. So I want what you want, the 24-7 title. Um, and then uh, they start off with a game of chicken where uh, Dana gets on Reggie's shoulders. And then the idea is Tazawa is supposed to put Tamina on her sh- on his shoulders. But, you know, because of the size discrepancy, they flip it and he gets on Tamina's shoulders. So the, the, the they do a little game of chicken there. Both uh, contestants fall off the shoulders of their partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana hits them both with the back elbow. Akira falls. Tamina fall, uh, falls. She's in the corner, and she sort of whips back and falls down onto Tazawa's front area. Yeah, you know, for the for the 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 dick uh, uh, headbutt, yeah, pratfall situation. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and then he can't walk, so she puts him over her shoulder as they walk out. Yep. And Reggie ends up getting the win because yeah. of all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, then we got our main event: AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. Um, so uh, about halfway through the match, Seth is really getting AJ's face. He's like, I, I, I like you. I like you, AJ, but I need this. And this seemingly unlocks the pit bull within AJ. And he starts mm. slapping Seth. Seth starts slapping him back. AJ just unleashes a series of strikes, hits a sliding forearm, corner clothesline. Ushi Groshi gets him a two count. So he's looking for a Styles clash. Seth counters with a roll-up, gets a two. AJ hits him with a face buster. Looking for another Styles clash. Seth escapes that, hits a rolling elbow. Falcon Arrow to get a two. So then AJ hits a torture rack bomb. Uh, sets up phenomenal form. Instead, he leaps right into a super kick. Seth follows with a buckle bomb. He's looking for a frog splash. AJ gets the knees up. Looking for a phenomenal form, and that's when Edge comes uh, down the ramp, blasts him from behind with a chair. So AJ gets the win via DQ, and Seth absolutely loses his shit. Mm. He is upset. So he asks for the this mic. Is- Bullshit. Yeah, he stands at the announce table and says, this is bullshit. Why don't they just let him say it? I know. Well, thing is, after he said it when he was on the mic, when the camera audio picked it up for the first time, they got through. Maybe that. Maybe they were like, oh, you get one of those. Maybe. Well, give him the one when he's on the mic. I know. I agree. And that's when he says, Raw's not going to happen next week until I get my WrestleMania moment. He starts tearing. He turns over the announce table. He rips one of the, the ring post covers off. He kicks down the barricade. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. That was really, yeah, I thought it was a really effective finish there. I thought that was really good. Yeah, it was good. We've got some questions here on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. If you can't make the show, uh, sign up on the Patreon. and You can just leave a message on the questions thread. I usually post it during the show, sometimes morning of our recap. And uh, we'll read it here on the air. If it's something that we haven't really talked about all that much, sometimes we skip some of these because we've already talked about mm-hmm. it. Uh, let's see here. Sokin Rose asks, what would you rather have for the Owens-Austin confrontation? An ordinary talk show, a brawl into the crowd, or a Mitch? I'll be honest with you. I'd rather, I'd like to see a match. Get a ref down here so I can whoop his ass. You know, it kind of, for me, it kind of depends. It depends on what Austin thinks he can get out of it. Now, if he's comfortable having a match and thinks it won't tarnish his legacy, which is obviously something that's very important to him then sure, do the match. If he's concerned anyway that he can't deliver to a level that he is accustomed to or wants to, then just do a brawl. I mean, we're going to get some physicality, some extended physicality. It's just not going to be talk show, bang, stunner. There's going to be more to it than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if they if, if he wants to kind of cover all his bases and he, they just have an extended brawl and you don't have to worry about necessarily telling a story, you know, taking a lot of bumps, anything like that, then don't do the match. Impromptu match. Let's get a ref down here. Referee Phil McDonald. Maybe it's a situation uh, where there's an extended brawl, then get the referee out. Yeah. Middle fingers. Bang, Fuck stunner. it. Do it, do it all. A half-hour segment, you do a talk show bit, it escalates into a brawl, and they're like, fine, fuck it. Get a ref down here. Let's do it. Bang, stunner. Bang, stunner. Uh, Chili McFreeze. Yeah. 
Uh, Saul Nana with the sub. Thank you. Uh, uh, let's see here. Xavier Gray says, uh, will Becky Lynch drop the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania 38 or not? Yeah. Yup. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, M. Stevens, are we going to get Finn versus Priest in a no DQ match? I swore that they had announced that. I don't recall them. Why? Why it. is Finn just part of Austin Theory, Pat McAfee's story? I know. Like this U.S. title. Yeah, I, I get the feeling we're going to get Finn versus Priest in the kickoff at Mania. That's my guess. I don't believe they've announced anything official for that. They have um, not. So far, there's five confirmed matches for day one and six for day two. Wow. But of course, that is. But the mid card titles aren't haven't been nothing's been announced mm -hmm. for either mid card title. Mm -hmm. huh? So you got to assume a Moss gets his Mania match. I'm guessing that'll be night one to fill out that card. So it'll be six and six in each mid card Seth, title. Put Seth on there. Seth versus Cody. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be up to eight per per night. Yep. Couple of long nights. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kenny T. Rank the WWE horsewomen from best. To least best. I don't like saying from best to worst. Let's do this. What uh, in terms of your gut? What your gut tells you they're going in raw math scores would be. All right, that's good. That's good. From least to uh, uh, biggest, most. From least to most. I feel pretty confident saying Becky would be tops. Very high in-ring, high promo, high look, high legacy. High kayfabe. Sasha, and yeah, high kayfabe. Sasha, not quite as high kayfabe, but still high kayfabe. Yeah, she's what, a six-time women's champ? Not as high promo. Uh, but presentation and in-ring is, is just as good. In-ring and presentation are both huge. Yeah. I think they all kind of offset each other, don't they? Like, I Charlotte's know. the highest kayfabe. Yeah. She's, like, insane high kayfabe. Yeah. Um, legacy, I mean, that's going to be high. It's going to be high for all of them. Yeah. Bailey will – Bailey probably – which, to me, I think she – I think Bailey's probably my own personal top in-ring. It's like her, Sasha, probably. Mm -hmm. Um. Bailey would probably be lowest. My gut says it's going to be Bailey, Becky would be, probably be tops. It'd be Becky, probably Becky, Sasha, Charlotte, Bailey. Yeah, but the the difference between one and four minimal. is not going to be that fast. I think the difference between two and three would be minimal. Yeah, I think even the difference between one and four would maybe be tenths. Tenths of a point. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, Shane's birthday tweet and kayfabe. How was Owens able to get the production truck to play Austin's theme not once but twice? Money. Pay somebody off. A little, little payola. little payola. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. Oh, here we go. Nikhil says, power rank list of heels that have go away heat with you so the most go away eddie, heat. Dennis, eddie dennis eddie dennis for me he's not on this list oh sorry should we put him on this list because here's the list sure happy corbin all right amos all right dan lambert yeah grayson waller house of torture so right now tops so most go away heat is of course dan <laughs> lambert oh okay okay then it's house of torture wow okay um, who else is on there? Corbin, Amos, and Corbin. So it'd be Corbin, and then Amos and Waller. At least, like I, I don't have, I don't feel like I have go away heat with either Amos or Grayson Waller. All right, uh, mine's going to differ quite a bit. So most go, but where does Eddie Dennis fit in all that? Um, he'd probably be somewhere between Lambert. He'd be wow. right below Lambert. <gasps> Number two, then. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go number one, Lambert, of course. Yeah. Lambert, easily. Uh, Lou, you're gonna not going to like this. Cover your ears, maybe. Uh, it's going to be Lambert has most go-away heat. Yeah. No argument there. 
Waller, uh, yeah, Waller is number two. Wow. Yeah, I really don't like him on my TV. Corbin's number three. Uh, House of Torture number four, and a no a moss number four and House of Torture number five. House of Torture makes me laugh. I don't mind seeing them on my TV because they just make me laugh. Yeah, but oh. it's it's honestly it's Lambert and then a really wide margin. Yeah, and then everybody else. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's yes, yeah. Yes. For me, it's for me. It's actually Lambert is in his own category. Corbin and Waller are in their own category. Amos, I don't mind. House of Torture, I I'm happy to see. They are prime Bullet Club for me. If somebody says, "What's the best Bullet Club?" Cody and uh, Kenny and the Elite, Balor and them, or House of Torture. Uh, between all of them, it's House of Torture is prime Bullet Club. Uh, and Xavier asks, "Who is this guy Larson is talking about?" That's uh, Eddie Dennis. Oh, Eddie Dennis. Yeah. He's on NXT UK. For whatever reason, nothing personal against the guy. I, I I just don't like seeing him on my television. Wow. I don't get why. He's so charismatic. No, I don't think he is. I think he's the exact opposite of that. He's very charismatic. No, and I can't I'm stand, not his, a wrestler I can't stand anymore. how he does his promos. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. They're great. Mm-mm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nemo says it was once said that Vince does so many recaps because he runs the show thinking that everyone is a new viewer. Yeah, I think I've heard that too. Yeah. Do you think WWE would be must watch if they did zero recaps? Uh, if you missed it, you missed out mentality. Here's the thing. It's what YouTube is for. Like that's the entire premise of wrestling. I didn't get it. It didn't. It didn't help me get into wrestling. Recaps didn't help me get. I still got into wrestling when they did way fewer recaps. You just dive in and you let it. You, you let it take you where you're going. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the recaps. To a degree, I understand why they think they might be a good idea if someone's flipping through the channels and something cool happens early in the show and they happen to to, to flip the onto USA while a recap's happening. Like, oh, this is neat. What's happening? Yeah, you know, as opposed to turning it on during the middle of a match where they might be completely lost in terms of what the story is. Mm -hmm. You know, if you see Brock Lesnar doing something crazy and during a recap during the show, you're like, oh, okay, maybe I'll stick around and check this out. The problem isn't that they have recaps; is that they have way too many of them. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, they need to pick and choose. Yeah, they they need to be more selective with it. And I, I actually. I feel like the recaps for what happened in previous weeks is more of an issue for me as opposed to recaps of what happened during the show. Because as I mentioned, I feel like recaps what happened during the show, they're trying to get people that are just going through the channels and try to get them to watch. Mm -hmm. yeah. I understand the purpose of that. And I understand the purpose of recaps, like to recap storylines could be important too. But as someone who watches all their programming on a regular basis, that's what I find that way more irritating. Yeah. Yeah. Because like yeah. I know all this already. Yeah, I know. But I mean, the, the purpose of each is the same. I understand that, but when the, I'll just, be honest, the latter irritates me more than the former. For me, when something cool happens, like Brock using the forklift, great, replay it. Yeah, go ahead. There's a cool moment. They used to do that with Austin. Something cool mm -hmm. would happen, replay mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. shit. Um, but my God, everything has a recap. Yeah, and recaps have recaps. Yeah, and it's too much. It is too. That's much. way too much. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, here we go. Moses opposes with that beautiful bald cap from Owens, which active wrestlers would look good with a bald head. We'll end on this one. I mean, I've done plenty bald with mustaches. Um, like, I think Finn. Finn doesn't have a lot going on up there anyways. Finn would look cool with a bald head. Mm -hmm. um, I like Orton. We, Orton's basically. he. Oh, yeah. Well, we've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Who's got, who with long, like with Seth? I don't know if Seth would look great with bald head. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't think he'd look great with a bald head. Um, Roman might actually look kind of cool. I don't know if he'd look cooler than he does because he's got a great head of hair. He does. But Roman with the bald head, he might look kind of cool. Yeah, that might be cool. That could yeah. be cool. Yeah. 
That could be neat. That could be neat. And Matt, Matt agrees. He says Roman also. Cool. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow with our NXT 2.0 recap. Yep. Tonight over at twitch.tv forward slash Steve here at 7 Pacific, I will be doing some more My Rise WWE 2K22 with Steve Thunder, King Thunder. He won King of the Ringlers. Ooh. Very exciting stuff. Uh, so be sure to go follow over there. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.